Hey, are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or professional? If so, we want you to apply to be a featured guest on our show. My name is Adam Torres, and I host the Mission Matters series of podcasts. I've recorded over 3,000 episodes, and we are just getting started. How do you know if you'd be a good guest to be on the show? Well, only one way to find out, and that's to apply, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We want guests that have a story to tell, guests with a brand, a product, or a service that can benefit my audience of listeners. If this sounds like you, go to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. I'd love to talk to you and get to know more about your story. Again, head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Kyle Floyd on the line, and he's CEO and founder over at Vox Royalty. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. It's a pleasure to be with you. All right, Kyle. So, um, great topic today. I'm excited to learn more about Vox Royalty and really how you're finding better value for investors. Um, and just to get us kicked off, I'll ask you the Mission Matters question. So, so Kyle, we at Mission Matters amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission here. Kyle, what mission matters to you? Yeah, and I, I appreciate that mission, Adam. It's Vox was founded with Vox for the reason to give investors a way to invest in commodities and a way, a vehicle and a platform that they could believe in, they could trust in, uh, and at the end of the day that they could generate better risk-adjusted returns. And it was, it's always been a passion of mine. In my previous life, I was an investment banker, and I was really just the middleman to investors and to companies. And at the end of the day, what you saw a lot of times was management, self-interest, and just the system churning up, um, really eating up a lot of the returns. And so I went to work to create a vehicle and a company with investors that was designed to, to really maximize value for investors, and that fiduciary relationship. And so... It matters to me. I would do this job. Um, it, it, it's my passion, regardless of uh, kind of whether I was paid to do it almost or not. It is it is a job that I truly enjoy and I'm passionate about. And uh, and it was a vehicle and a company set up um, to be here for investors that are are challenged with finding ways to invest in commodities the right way and and in a, in a form that should generate better risk adjusted returns for them. And so. That's the that's the mission that matters to me. Man, that's awesome. And uh, I want to start. Let's let's go back a little bit earlier in your journey. And um, so you started investment banking, and then you decided to get into commodities and and to start a box. Like, tell us a little bit more about what led to that decision, because I feel like there's a lot of people watching that you know there there would be entrepreneurs or business owners, and maybe they are in a traditional industry like you come from, and they're thinking about you know launching a concept or going out there and really doing something on their own. I mean, tell us a little bit more about what went into that decision. Well, I again, this is personal opinion. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I believe that the best companies solve problems. 
whether it's for a consumer, whether that's for an investor, uh, that's what the best companies go out and do. And so the problem that I saw when I was sitting in my chair as an investment banker was the commodity sector really is a great unknown and takes great technical expertise to invest in uh, and to do it well. And it takes a lot of experience and a lot of expertise. And frankly, most investors, most experts and professionals don't have the time to truly understand what they're investing in when they're buying commodity exposure. And so that was the problem that I got passionate about solving. And that's what Vox was created uh, for, was giving investors that platform to say, I want exposure to commodities. I'm underexposed to that, especially in the times that we find ourselves now. That's what Vox was created for. There's inflation. How do I protect my wealth? How do I make money in that type of environment? Um, and they're really, uh, at the point in time that Vox is being founded, there were not a lot of options, and there still aren't a lot of options where you can find a company and a vehicle that does that for you. And so that was really what Vox was founded around, was solving that problem. That's awesome. Um, maybe just a little education piece. So this is a money show. Um, tell us a little bit more about how uh, royalty companies um, perform or, different, or differ. So tell us a little bit more about the setup versus um, mining companies. So mining companies are the actual operators of mining projects. So they go in and they're in charge of and tasked with taking typically what is just ground and hopefully what's a deposit and turning that into a producing mine that's generating metal output and then selling that metal output on. That's a very, very complex process and task. And it comes with a lot more risk than what I think people truly appreciate. And so mining companies go out and it starts with this discovery and it ends with production. And so a royalty company, what we do is we essentially high grade um, this value creation and the hunt for value in the commodity sector by just taking a percentage of the revenue from different mining operations and different mining assets. And so we are not the mining company. We don't not have all that cost and all that risk associated with our business. We're just looking for the best assets that are going to generate revenue through a royalty structure for our investors. Mm. What are some of the, um, the attributes that you feel make um, Vox different than maybe some other royalty companies? Like, tell us a little bit about comparison. So now we know, you know, just the mining company and also the royalty company in terms of, like, setup. So how is Vox different? So Vox is different in a couple of ways. One, we have very good diversification for the size of the company that we are. We have 50 royalties and streams. So what that means is we're not overly exposed. Our investors aren't overly exposed to any one asset. So any one revenue stream that could have challenges. Mining operations always have challenges. But what you really want is a diversified asset stream and income stream. And so Vox delivers that. So we, we are essentially a small cap. We're around a $100 million company. But we have a large cap mining level of diversification. We started with one producing asset. We now expect to end the year with close to seven producing assets, which means they're producing revenue to Vox Royalty Corp. And so there's great diversification in a small company, but there's very significant growth. And where does that growth come from? The growth comes from what we've done is we've built a business with intellectual property and technical experts that can high grade that intellectual advantage. So we have a team of mining engineers and geologists going through a database that we both purchased and built that has 7,000 proprietary royalties that cover projects all around the world. And our technical team, mining engineers and geologists, 
are looking at the best projects that have loyalties over them that we can purchase at the best value. And so what that's essentially doing is high grading with a group of people that really understand the quality of the assets and where they project to go. So we're buying them at great value for where they stand, but we're using our geologists and our engineers to project out what do these deposits look like, what do these assets look like three months, six months, a year down the road, and we're finding unbelievable value, and especially in this commodity cycle where we're seeing most commodities trade up, the growth in our underlying business has been exceptional, and is and we're growing faster than any other company in the industry, but it's because of that, the, that foundation that we set up. Intellectual property advantage with a very, very good technical team that could capitalize on that proprietary advantage that we have. That's awesome. And so what, like, what excites you right now in the industry? Like, what, what's exciting you? Like, what are you seeing that's just like, oh, man, this is, this is looking good, like, overall for the industry? Adam, it's a really interesting time for commodities. I don't know that in the, my life experience I've ever seen. Yeah, there's a lot of change. The pandemic, all the other things. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy right now. That's why I asked you the question. So what's exciting you? I'm like, you're, you're living this stuff day in, day out. I'm reading headlines. So what are you seeing? <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it's truly unprecedented. And the, the, the key factors that get me really excited is we built the company. This is back. I started building this company in 2012. It formally got started in 2014. Mm-hmm. We were building this company for this time. And so wow. it's so exciting for us to be where we are in the cycle with just the macroeconomic backdrop that we find ourselves and investors truly wondering, where should I be putting some of my capital to grow it and preserve it? And so it's really exciting because the, the two things that are unfolding before us is you have what is uh, – Inflation that has exceeded all expectations so far. I know the Fed is saying, hey, be patient, it could go away. They have to say that because they don't yeah. want to on hyperinflation. So they have to say that. But when you look through the data, we have inflation, and I don't see that going anywhere. And what that means is commodities typically do very, very well in an inflationary environment. They're historically the way to get really good exposure and wealth preservation in those types of situations and environments. So that's happening. And we've seen that with, I don't know how many trillions have now been spent on economic stimulus and bailouts and whatever you want to call it. Just the fact that we talk about trillions so lightly now, I'm like, wow. (laughs) It is is truly, truly scary. People don't know. People don't know. They don't know. It's very, yeah, it's, it's disturbing on a number of different levels. And then you also have, as we're talking now, they're talking about in Congress, the infrastructure bill. So think about it this way. You have the backdrop of just unbelievable uh, fiscal reckless spending combined with wanting to pull more demand for the metal commodities. So you're having this transition. Think about the trillions of dollars that are in hydrocarbon infrastructures that now need to be transitioned over a very short period of time based on governmental policy into metals. So you have inflation as a backdrop with the focus on bringing, buying more commodities at a level that is probably unprecedented. That combination, those two factors multiplying each other, people have always said commodities are undervalued. I think over the next five years, we're, this is the beginning of a super cycle. I don't, I've never seen a backdrop more favorable to commodities. I don't know how you could have a backdrop more favorable to commodities. 
the supply and the ability to bring new supply on in commodities has been restricted and restricted. Big copper producing countries like Chile and Peru and the U.S. and elsewhere. The environmental protections, just the government bureaucracy that's really constrained bringing new operations online. Look, there is, there is a limited ability to bring on new supply that hits these new demand levels with the backdrop of just monetary and government reckless spending and printing of money. I don't know where commodities settle out, but you have to believe and ha- the, the, the data points would tell you that commodities are going to go through the roof and they're already showing those early indications that they are. And so Vox was built for that point in time. We have exposure across 50 different assets and growing exponentially that we're seeing, if you look at Vox, you look at our news releases, you're seeing the growth in our underlying portfolio every single day because operators are more incentivized and well-capitalized to go bring these projects along. So we have just tremendous growth in front of us, but it is a situation when you look at the macroeconomic backdrop. Yeah, that is exciting. I mean, it, it is kind of like the perfect storm. Obviously, nothing's guaranteed, and you're like, you're like, okay, well, we have to see it still play out. But like everything that you're saying, I mean, it's like, wow, it'd be really hard for that not to happen. But you, you know how the market can be. You know how these things can work out. But um, I no, get I, it, and I'm like, go ahead. And totally agree with you. And, and one point I just want to make is we don't run our business and our investment decisions in terms of what royalties we buy. With, a, with an upward expectation on commodity prices. What yep. we do is we price in commodities actually decreasing in value over the long mm-hmm. term. So most forward price decks will, will assume that commodities pull back in price. So mm-hmm. while I'm exuberant and believe that commodities are going higher for the, some of the data points that we just talked about, sure. that is not how we run our business. So as an investor, you could have confidence that we're finding value even if that doesn't happen. We're finding great value. We have a great intellectual property advantage and capacity to find value in the commodity sector without those things happening. Now, layer on the the high probability that, as we've talked about just now, Mm -hmm. commodities going up a lot more in value, then that's just a, a bigger and bigger win for our shareholders and our investors. Fantastic. So, Kyle, I mean, this has been great. Appreciate the market update, obviously, and and you sharing your story about, you know, Vox Royalty and like how you created it, why you created it, and your mission behind really um, creating value for your investors and shareholders. So, I mean, that's awesome. So, if somebody's listening to this right now and they want to learn more about Vox Royalty or they want to connect, I mean, they want to explore, I mean, what's the best way for people to do that? Yeah, we like to connect through all our social channels. Uh, the, the best way, uh, the best place to start would be go to voxloyalty.com. That's the website. There's a ton of information on how our business model works, the benefits to investors. Uh, and then from there, uh, you can email us at ir at voxloyalty.com. And then obviously all of our socials, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, you name it, we're probably on the platform. So very happy to engage with investors and just individuals that are interested in learning more about how they can get exposure to commodities in in, in the right way. Fantastic. Well, Kyle, again, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing your background and uh, all the great things you're doing over at Vox Royalty. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. Hope you learned a lot. If you did, don't forget, hit that subscribe button, especially if you're a first-time listener or viewer. Definitely do that. We have more mission-based entrepreneurs and businesses coming out for you next. And Kyle, thanks again for coming on the show um, and for sharing your journey. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Adam.